Hey everybody, this is Common Man's Common Sense. On a little subject that we talked about, we glossed over last week um, about Dave Chappelle. So he he's done a new Netflix special. It's called The Closer. And he got himself in a little hot water. And what he said shouldn't be controversial, but in today's uh, today's political climate, it's it's all it's all controversial. So here's Dave Chappelle. Gender is a fact. This is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on Earth, had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on Earth. That is a fact. What was so controversial about that? That's a really good question. So I believe, if, and I saw uh, some some of the, the special. He went on to say. Uh, that he agreed with uh, what's what's the author of the uh, Harry Potter books? J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, yeah. Rowling's Rowling's whatever yeah. her name is, yeah. Because a lot of people came out against her. What were what was the detractor saying that you're trying to like oh, cancel him? Yeah, he's transphobic. Which and honestly, I watched um, I watched his entire stand-up comedy routine in the closer, mm-hmm. and he talks about. You know, gender is a fact, which gender is kind of a made-up term. It's sex, whatever sex you're, you sure. are, yeah. assigned at birth or whatever that is, what you are. So, like, he he kind of messed that up a little bit as far as the gender terminology. But, yeah, sex is an absolute. Like, it's it's a truth. There's really no debate in it. You're a male. You're a female. You're, you're going to be male. You're going to be female until you die. So, that's not really... <laughs> A controversial issue, or I wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. And then he's absolutely right in saying that everybody that's here passed through the legs of a woman. So there's no two ways about it. That's how you got here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I really just don't see how it's that controversial. But I mean, even, even saying that, I watched his whole stand up routine, The Closer, and I, you can still tell that cancel culture absolutely killed comedy. Like the stuff that he's saying now, it's so watered down down and just benign stuff. It's nowhere like when he did the Chappelle show, as far as just taking shots at any and everybody. Yeah. And the, uh, one of the other references he said, uh, in that standup routine was, I guess there's a rapper called da baby. That was news to me. Yeah, that sounds like somebody I'd really... That sounds like a worthwhile person. Da Baby? Actually called Da Baby. So Da Baby. He, uh... And anybody that wants to listen to it can listen to the clip. I mean, I'm sure you can hunt it down on YouTube or something like that. But he says, uh... Da Baby actually shot someone in Walmart and killed him. And it didn't do anything to his career. But... The baby <laughs> made some kind of derogatory term against a, a gay person, and they've canceled him. <laughs> so, and he says in his stand-up routine, he said, Do you, "Does everybody see where I'm going with this? Like, you can actually kill somebody. Yeah, and it it doesn't do anything. I think that <clears throat> in the context we were talking about him last week, and as, uh, as far as his inability to be canceled." I, I I think that you had mentioned it had something to do with his his race, and uh, I kind of disagree. I think one of the, the things that he did well that other where other people made a mistake was he didn't apologize for what he said. I think that's a pretty important component, and not allowing them to to do what they do. Which uh, so 
because to apologize is an admission of guilt. If I didn't do anything wrong, I'm not going to apologize. And if I'm not mistaken, the Bill Burr guy, like whenever the sexual uh, allegations came out against him, like sexual harassment allegations, I'm pretty sure he apologized, which that's kind of a different thing, though. Like, so that's not really an, an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but to be canceled for saying something that's not only just funny but also true is the true is the true aspect that bothers them, not the funny aspect. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's just – the, the biggest thing is, is to not apologize and kind of keep on the same path. But like that's, you know, if you're saying that his new special is watered down and perhaps that's a, a, a newer tactic, probably yeah, and I mean, perhaps maybe a, a smart tactic for longevity, but not, not for, well, maybe not either for longevity because if you're not funny, you're kind of just dead in the water. Yeah. I mean, no comedy is going to have, it, it's, I mean, it's, it, the reason it's funny is because it's going to have some truth mixed in there. You know, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just going to. Well, yeah, and it's a controversial, like the sick burn that makes people go, ooh, like yeah. cringe and like, oh, and, man, that's a burn. You know what I mean? But, and what I was talking about last week is why he hasn't been canceled is because you got, you've got like a, a, a victimhood ladder. Mm-hmm. And so if, if this person is more, if, if they check more diversity boxes than you, then they're higher on, up on the victimhood ladder. So, and he's, I mean, he's obviously, I mean, no, the worst, the the absolute bottom rung of the victimhood ladder would be male, white. Like, you're at the absolute bottom. You can make fun of no one, and you can be canceled by every rung above you, which is anyone else. Mm-hmm. So you can be canceled by a white woman or own up the ladder. And and he's, and he even talks about it a little bit, like, you, where he's at, you can't, and even when he was making reference to the baby. The baby's a black dude, so he's a black male. But he made fun of the whole LGBTQ movement, and the LGBTQ movement is a higher, it's a rung above black male. So, like, what happens? You're canceled. So, I mean, I, 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 I see, and, and yeah, there's, there's definitely truth to that, though, but as far as the, the who engages the cancellation isn't the broader public. Like, public discourse would dictate in all things being equal. So, if a net, say, for an example, if Netflix was to quote-unquote cancel Dave Chappelle, they also know that Dave Chappelle, if he remains funny, can go anywhere and sell his comedy. If, if you if you kick him off and cancel his contract or however, he's free to go somewhere else. And people are, like, because the broader public opinion of the, the LGBTQ political lobby that does these things is is negative. They don't, I don't think the, the majority of people agree with that. They just go along to get along and they take it. But you don't have to be, you don't have to have a large base or a following to be effective. They've been very effective and canceling people. Sure, but I that's what I'm saying though the the difference with him and other celebrities is that he uh again the penchant for not apologizing and remaining funny if he wasn't funny like and he he would kind of fade away get canceled and that would be the end of the story. Yeah. And and I I mean I don't know about Da Baby but <laughs> you know well I don't know about Da Baby either. Yeah, so maybe Da Baby's music just wasn't that good. I'm just saying, you could just tell in the, in this one, his last stand-up comedy was called uh, Sticks and Stones, mm-hmm. which was something... I it, did see that one. Yeah, and that was funny, I yeah. thought. But this one, it's... Man, a lot of it, I thought, was kind of an apology tour for Sticks and Stones. 
See, I, I didn't see this in its entirety, and if that's the case, I don't know. I wouldn't really bother watching interest. it. Yeah. I, and it got some pretty good views on Rotten Tomatoes, not by it, it got good views on Rotten Tomatoes by people, but not by the critics. So, and I've even saw where it was compared to because the critics, like, you know, the, the supposed experts and all the movie critics and things like that gave really good reviews for stuff like Cuties. Which was yeah. basically like a Netflix version of yeah of child pornography, and then it got horrible reviews among you know regular blue class working people. So and this did right the opposite. It it got pretty good reviews with uh with the blue collar working class type people, and then terrible reviews, you know because it even had just those couple of little controversial clips. I think, but right now at this point in time, it, it's rife the the. Um, the temperature is perfect for somebody to come in and crash all of that. Because look at the Aaron Lewis guy song that you know. Look at the uh, the Let's Go Brandon chants. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like nobody, the, p- people are sick of this stuff, dude. So I mean, you can come riding in on whatever horse you want and freaking trash the party, dude. And the people, the the people will love it. The wider base of the population will they'll, they'll love it. And so he could go full bore, which I think, though, too, I mean, look how old he is compared to just even 10 years ago. Like, it, dude, everybody's got a, a, an age limit, you know. Man, I almost said something inappropriate. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to go like, I don't know, George Carlin did comedy clean up I until was going to make a Cosby joke, <laughs> oh, okay. but, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, anyways, you are listening to Common Man's Common Sense. We are going to win. So in light of, uh, you know, the just because we're talking about the LGBTQ, I figured I'd throw this in there. This wasn't on the uh, queue to talk about, but this is an article on Breitbart that says Marsha uh, sellout backstabber Blackburn blast Buttigieg on supply chain crisis. Quote, get back to work or leave the department. And you guys are going to absolutely love the reason he's not at work. Does anybody know why uh, Pete Buttigieg is not I do. Oh, I did hear about I do. that. You, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, have you all seen? Is that the way you pronounce his last name? By the way, Butiger, I believe so. That you got to. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, how? how it's French. Yeah. Uh, he's, no, I'm not giving that guy enough respect to pronounce his name all French. Butt gig. Yeah. You got to American that thing up. I'm not. The, and so he's the uh, the Secretary of Transportation, and so when the. the um, when the unduly elected administration took over, one of the first things that I saw him do in that role was, you know, ride his bike to the Capitol. Problem was, plenty of people filmed him unloading his 10-speed style bike, like a road bike, from a big-ass gas-guzzling suburban two blocks away and then rode up to the Capitol building. You little fraudulent yeah, freaking fairy piece of crap, dude. Senator Marsha Blackburn, the backstabber from Tennessee, on Thursday criticized U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, booty gig, whatever you want to call him, for being missing in action as thousands of flights get canceled and United States ports face record-breaking delays. Black, Blackburn told Breitbart, I like to stab people in the back and not do what I say I'm going to do. And after that, she said, we're in the middle of a transportation... <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of a transportation crisis and Pete Buttigieg is sitting at home. That's probably not all he, that's the only thing he's sitting on. Meanwhile, cargo boats are unable to dock and shelves are sitting empty. Pete needs to either get back to work or leave the Department of Transportation. It's time to put American families first. Blackburn's comments come after Politico reported that Buttigieg has... <laughs> this is... 
So, Reverso, you do know why? No. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to need your we're going to need your hot take on this. Don't curse. <clears throat> Has been on paid leave since mid-August electing it's even hard to read. Spend time with his husband Chastin and their two newborn babies rather than doing his job as transportation secretary. So then it shows a tweet uh, from Pete Buttigieg. Chastin and I are beyond thankful for all the, for all the kind wishes. Thanks for sharing the news that we're becoming parents. We are delighted to welcome Penelope Rose and Joseph August Buttigieg to our family. And here they are sitting in a hospital bed with two newborn babies, which should be highly, highly illegal. Yeah. Is it, and like, dude, I don't give a crap anymore. Like about what people. Yeah. Let's listen, Amazon buyer. If you're okay with this, you suck. This is creepy. This is weird. And this is sacrilegious. Yes. And no matter how hard they try, those babies have to come through the legs of a Exactly. Woman. Like, so, and where'd yeah, you steal one, these babies which from? Which one? You, did Pete or whatever, Shast, what's his name? Chastised. Sh- Shat. <laughs> Shaft. <laughs> Chafin? Chastin. 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 Which one of y'all Shaven. gave birth? Chafin. Yeah. Yeah. You were Chafin. Which one of y'all gave birth? Which one? Yeah. I'd like to know. Well, that's the weird thing. Like, Who you're sitting in a baby? hospital bed like one of you did give yeah. birth. Yeah. You I mean, whacked out. It's just a photo op of and two tell me men this. holding babies in a hospital bed. It's, and look, you don't have to lie, Reverso. Would you feel comfortable with either of these people babysitting any child you've ever met ever anywhere <laughs> in the history of ever? No. Anybody? Absolutely Dude, not. You you people look like absolute predators, like deviant. The one guy looks like he's already contemplating what he's going to do. You know, we talked a he little really bit really last does. week about it's true about a, a a phrase like "shame on you" that was largely <laughs> that was largely lost. And yeah. another, I've got another one that's largely another word that's largely lost upon people now. It's called pervert. Yes, like, Daddy, that's a I was I was going to go with uh, beat button. Yeah. I get. <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> off. <laughs> Daddy has a pacifier. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> hey, this is what, like, the libertarian view of everything. You know, you do you and I'll do me type Pete mentality. is going to do Chastin, but... <laughs> Like, that's what, and, and a lot of people are like, man, I just want to live and let live. And, you know, you just do you and all that. And, and the libertarians, like, that's what, that's, that's what they love to do. Or that's what they love to say, man, you just do you. It's not really affecting me wrong. Could not disagree more, dude. Like everybody, all like Christians, especially sat idly by while all of this stuff, like the, the homosexual marriage and things like that, man, that, that should never have been a thing. Yeah, it's like, how can you sit by idly and let these two infant infants? Yes, I mean they're being robbed of a life. Yeah, they're they're being robbed of life. And you said he's been and off corrupt. since August. <laughs> yeah, he's been so, off since so August. So if you're a it's woman per- and you actually give birth, you get six weeks off. This guy's been off for almost two months now. Gay privilege. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and that's a thing too. Let me see. The, that's a good point. What's the date on this picture of you idiots sitting in a hospital bed? September 4th. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, his vagina is probably still swollen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, was, it was really hard on his... <laughs> I was Okay. Yeah. I knew everybody would hate that. But the comment sections on Breitbart are usually pretty rich. So let's check it out. Hang on. Let me see if there's any freaking humdingers in here. 
Yeah, somebody somebody completely botched it. Mayor Buttplug couldn't even keep the potholes filled in the three in, in the three hundred tenth largest city in America. There was there was obviously you know the thing about filling other holes. <laughs> they didn't they didn't get it, but that's fine. Yeah, no, and everybody's just pissed as we are. Like there's there's no like it, because that's the thing when it goes this far. Like people like stop with the one liners and just get pissed off. Which yeah. I, and hey, it's not lost on me. I get it, dude. It's it's very very disturbing seeing t- two freaking. F- Fruit baskets. Like, again, where where did you get that? And so that uh, the Don Lamone and I think the the uh, male that refers to himself as Don Lamone's husband. And then uh, the, no, it wasn't. It was it wasn't Don Lamone. It was Anderson Cooper. Him and and the guy that uh, you starting to see a pattern here. Yeah, the the guy that uh, who he plunges his waste orifice. They have found kids somewhere and got like bought. Ki- it's, it's so weird to me, dude. But. Anyway, well, you know, Superman's gay now too. Yeah, I, I did that. see that. Yeah, yeah, he uh, had. Like I guess a, it's Superman's kid. It's. I, gay. I don't know. I I saw a little snippet of him in like a a warm embrace, sharing an open mouth kiss with with Robin, purple haired. Yeah, that's supposed to be Robin. Oh wow, uh, Robin has purple hair. I'm more upset about that. Yeah, it was like pink or purple hair. It was some kind well, of. Well, to be technical, he's bisexual. Big difference. No, so now they made. Yeah, there you go, right there. So yeah. that's yeah. that's supposed to be Robin. I think that's what it says. Let's see. Oh my goodness. Oh really? Robin just came out as bi. So Dean Kane says there's nothing bold or brave about the current Superman coming out as bisexual. The actor best known for playing Superman in the '90s appeared on Fox and Friends, where he criticized the types of issues tackled in the new comic book series. "Quote: It's hard for me to keep track of all the different Supermen and the different worlds and adventures that." he has in the comics he began on Tuesday's show they said it's a bold new direction I say they're bandwagoning I couldn't agree more Kane continued Robin just came out as bi who's really shocked about that one What's yeah. that? I don't, no, I don't know. the new Captain America's gay my daughter and Supergirl where I played the father was gay so I don't think it's bold or brave so why, why don't we uh, yeah. why don't we pull uh, Rex's cord and then maybe you can kind of correlate that into how uh, Amazon buyer was saying that we were in an echo chamber yet every comic book character ever like listen dude if the Ninja Turtles turn gay I quit Hey, look, Brave would be having him fighting for the rights of gay people in Iran where they'll throw you off the building for the offense of being gay. Kane continued. <laughs> yeah, look at there. They're talking about having him fight climate change, the deportation of refugees, and he's dating a hacktivist, whatever a hacktivist a is. A hacktivist? Dude, I never thought at our age that there would be such a disconnect between us and, like, you know, a 20-year-old. But does this actually appeal to anybody? I mean, what honestly, is there some sect of the public out there that this really that's really just itching to go get this new comic book where superman and get like engages in a just a open mouth kiss with robin does that does yeah that yeah there anybody? there is a segment of society they it's going to be a, a a fairly obese pale greasy-haired, pimple-faced, 40-year-old dude with dumb-looking glasses that lives at his mom's house. He's interested in it. That's about it. Because I even watched... And maybe and I, some young girls that are confused about a lot of things. Because I actually watched... Uh, what the hell was that? And I can't even... Boudage. Somebody dropped the soap. <laughs> 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 oh my God! Sweet Bobby Butajay is here. What the hell's his name? Pete Butajay. Pete. Yeah. Pete Butajay is here. That was good. But I watched somebody, and I can't remember who it was, did some commentary on, um, uh, 
versus like comic book sales, which back in the day versus today, which granted today we've got internet and things like that. And I don't think, I mean, it, like anything else, like a lot of stuff's done online. So I don't know that. And we were talking about like Playboy. They don't even print that magazine anymore. So I don't really know how much they're printing comic books these days. But it was just kind of doing a side-by-side comparison of the comic books that would have been like really prevalent when we were kids versus now. Like the the superheroes were like big masculine guys that were just, you know, they were they were muscled up. They were incredible hole. Yeah, they were like manly looking men versus the superheroes of today, which are kind of pale, kind of like effeminate looking, you know, and instead of fighting Sunk crime. Sunk in, drawn up, yeah, and malnourished. Instead of, of fighting crime, minuscule. they're fighting climate change. Like, the climate change monster, like, just what? How did the climate change monster come about? What What are you even fighting? So you just go around doing what? Like, untangling, it, like, you're, you're like untangling fish out of, like, those six-pack little coat. No, things. because in if the, you, you want to fight climate sea. change, uh, or, well, I'm sorry, well, I don't know anything about climate change, but if you want to fight people expunging waste into the atmosphere without much regulation that are pumping, like, nasty things into water and the air and the environment, you're really not going to do that in the United States of America. You're going to have to go to India and China for that. China. So, so you, can, you can stop ball busting us, you know what I mean? And so, But that's the thing. They're not doing that in China now. I keep, they they quit, and I think we may have talked about that a few episodes ago, about how China is uh they're starting to do things like where's our our nuclear family and stuff like it's being attacked in in Western culture and in America and things like that, and in China they're really starting to promote things like family, and they're starting to promote things like masculinity, instead of like what we've seen in the K-pop stuff these little effeminate males. Yeah, they're not going to let that. No, they don't want that anymore. And I've said that on the show before. China is infusing that that disgusting um, social construct into our society by design, and they're not going to ever let it manifest manifest itself and grow there. And so they they very strictly control media over there. But I can tell you, to segue in the next story, what is going on in China. And that's my best friend, John Kerry, stand-up guy. Dude, he hates slavery. Let me tell you about it. He hates slavery so much so that this headline's on World Net Daily. Kerry has $1 million invested in Chinese funds supporting blacklisted company. Special President Envoy for Climate John Kerry and his wife hold at least a million dollars in a Chinese investment fund that owns a significant stake in Chinese technology company that aided China's human rights abuses against what Uyghur Muslims records show. And remember... This is the same guy we talked about a few weeks ago, several times. This made excuses yes. for us, for the government, for the yeah. green. Hey, I mean, if the Uyghurs are making solar panels, I mean, it's kind of, you know. Well, it's a, it's a little deeper than that. Look, he needs okay if, that's, if, if they're saving the climate. He needs his investments to grow. That was his word. Unencumbered. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't need any problems with his investments. He's a good guy. He don't like slavery. Well, but he likes money more. Kerry reported holding an over $1 million, stake, $1 million stake in the investment fund Hill House China Value Fund LP and his financial disclosure submitted in February. The fund is part of a Hill House Capital Group, a private equity firm operated by Chinese billionaire Zhang Li and known for its early investment in some of China's top technology companies. Hill House, Hill House invested $55 million in the Chinese surveillance firm Yitu Technology in 2017, a company last year... 
I'm sorry, a company that was later placed on the U.S. government's entity list in 2019 for developing facial recognition software specifically designed to detect, Uyghur, to detect Uyghurs. Being on the entity list, the U.S. companies must obtain a special license before doing business with E2, according to the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Carrie's investment in Hill House was first reported by the Washington Free Beacon. Kerry owns his stake in the investment fund through a trust whose beneficiary is his wife. The Free Beacon reported Kerry reported in his financial disclosure that he and his wife have no involvement in managing the investments in the trust. What they do have involvement is staying involved with the U.S. government, obtaining solar panels by slave labor. That is what's going down in China. What a dirtbag. What's good for the goose is not good for the gander. But no, but that's what made me think of that, dude, is that just, just like with everything, you're, you're, and I've said this since the inception of our, our show, you guys can constantly browbeat regular folks about stuff they have zero control over, weren't involved in, but we're inherently uh, bad and evil. And we, we've even shown video footage of people preaching this, this complete hogwash because of our skin color. So, like, we're inherently racist. It's something that you can't control, you can never get away from. Because of you know, it's it's all rooted in, in what their their um, account of what slavery actually entailed in the United States historically, and so how do you have room? Because he's one of them, and you're working for administration that's steeped in this nonsense. How do you people have any room to legitimately make those accusations towards anyone when you're doing things like this? The answer is you don't, because you're a bunch of hypocritical freaking wackos, psychopath, gaslighting sickos period never ever ever let these people pull that off and get away with it dude this is you can't explain that away you can't spin out of that there's no there's not enough spin and that, you know the media of course isn't going to touch it except for shows like common man's common sense dot com <clears throat> it's probably the best podcast that's ever been done well, this is Common Man's Common Sense, and you can find us at commonmanscommonsense.com. You hey, can. by the way, we're on six platforms. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. Yeah, so some people were asking how they can like our podcast, and I've been saying like our podcast. I don't know how to like our podcast. It's not my job. Hey, Figure it out! No, you know what you can do? If you go to Audible... You can listen to, that's another platform that wasn't listed, but if you go to Audible, you can find our podcast there. Not only can you rate the podcast, then you can rate every episode as well. And what the ratings do is they will show us higher in the search results. So there's about to be four people that do that, right? (laughs) Us. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, on Apple, you scroll to the bottom if you have Apple... uh, you can go down and and you can like it on Apple Podcasts because I don't have because because somebody did it and that somebody was me. <laughs> but another thing too, whatever. Uh, uh, some people pronounce it uh, discuss d i s q u s dot com, which is like the basically the forum for all the comment sections. I am developing a following on there. I call it discus. Yeah, discuse. And so you can find us there at commonmanscommonsense.com on Discus, too. You can join in these conversations. We argue with liberals all the time. When I say we, I mean me. If you want to call in for the next episode, that'll be Thursday, October 21st, which is 1021. It's 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll probably go for He's like, watching a football game, so he didn't get that. 
watching a football game. <laughs> so, no, it's wrestling, dude. No. Uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 1021 Thursday. So, uh, Amazon buyer, whoever, like, dude, you got your number. You got our number. It's on our website. Boom Roasted. Call in. All right. So, what we have up next, if you haven't seen it, it's Joe Rogan had uh, the CNN chief medical correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, on his podcast. And if uh, – because I think it was a few – it may have been a month or so ago – Joe Rogan came down with COVID and he was taking ivermectin. And so CNN went on to say that he was taking, you know, horse dewormer and things like that. And so when he got the opportunity, when this person from CNN came on his podcast, uh, he, he took full advantage of it. And I think CNN was the first, but you had like, uh, what, what was the guy that was dancing around with the, the syringes? What's that guy? Stephen, oh, Colbert, Stephen Colbert, yeah. him and Jimmy Kimmel especially were, were, were also talking, you know, making fun of him. So, and then uh, what's the guy from the the Young Turks? Uh, I know I can't remember that. I, uh, I know the show. Uh, Chank Yanger or whatever his name is. So him and Joe Rogan actually went back and forth about this on Twitter, and he was talking about being able to uh, to kick Joe Rogan, which Joe Rogan's a, a, a Brazil, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, and like he's Taekwondo, blah, 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 blah. And obviously, like, he, so he's not just a UFC commentator. Like, he trains with a lot of these fighters, and he trains at one of the, the highest-level uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms in the country. And we all know the guy from the – from the, I almost even said the Fat Turks. <laughs> like, we know the Fat Turk from the Young Turks. Like, they're like, oh, I've fought my whole life. Dude, you're, you're such a clown. Like, and so – which I, I've kind of said on here before that I'm not, like, a big fan of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan does some a lot of things that I do like, so yeah. I mean he definitely wins some points for this dude. Like, that, which Joe Rogan is that libertarian that I was talking about earlier. That's yeah. that's by and large, yeah. You just you know you do me and yeah, yeah or you do you and <laughs> you do me. Uh-huh. No, uh, you do that's you Boudre. and I'll do, yeah, yeah, that's the other guy. So, but he is that kind of libertarian mindset that I was talking about. Uh, that's kind of helped everything devolve into the shape that we're in right now. But every once in a while, this guy will, you know, he'll, I mean, like any other, like a broken clock. I mean, it's right twice a day. So he'll, he'll hit pay dirt every now and then. But when he was personally attacked, like he was right here. um, And he goes into this Sanjay Gupta guy. Flattering thing. I get that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network. And it's a lie. That's a willing that's that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah. They're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see that thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Stop taking this stuff or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel the, Prize. Winning the Nobel Prize in 2015? Yeah. Yeah, no, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie and say that's horse dewormer? I can afford people medicine. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with right you. right here. Somebody gave it to me. 
All right, hang on. I, I, see, you, the, the thing is, we're, we're we're like going so fast. Like I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that that's to, a problem that your news network not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, you know, what did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way but, more can, billions can, of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no no two, no, no, two no, things no. On you, the have ledger. To, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied, well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask. Yeah, you know. I didn't think that was I your, did, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before. But they coming did it with podcast. such glee. No, yes, Joe. They did. I watched, and he did. And and, and so wow. to, to say that they didn't do it with glee, like anybody that's seen Don Lamone and his and his nonsense behavior. Yes, they do it with glee, they do it with indignation, they do it with spite, they do it with malice, and they do it with absolute hatred. You guys did that all by design, and to watch that dude try to spin out of it's beautiful, dude. You're caught like a rat in a trap, dude. Yeah, man, and good on Joe. I mean, he would not let the guy change his subject. He wouldn't let him go on. Yeah. I mean, he's, no, let's go back to it. I mean, he'd come back. He would circle back, circle back. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's beautiful, which one of the things I, I will have to disagree with Joe Rogan on that one is he called CNN a news network. Um, which they aren't and haven't been for a long time. Like you people don't talk about any kind of news or anything like that. You, you basically talk about, uh, you, you, you repeat talking points. Um, you don't really report news and you preach an agenda. So not really. I mean, I think they do worse than that. I think they're extremely coercive. They're manipulative. They, they spread um, propaganda, absolute uh, copious amounts of misinformation. And even that guy right there is, is highly trained in their, in their terrible tactics of disinformation because the, not only the way he tried to spin out, but dude, he just did double speak. He said there was people taking the veterinary version of that medication, which is provably false that that information was released and people were caught on hidden camera, if I'm not mistaken. Like there, there was never anything to substantiate the idea that people were taking veterinary medication. That wasn't true because it was being described, prescribed just like with Joe Rogan by a doctor. They didn't, because you guys work for the big pharmaceutical companies. The big pharmaceutical companies pay you. They advertise with you. You're beholden to them. That's why you don't want people taking an alternative medication because, number one, they're primarily not making money off of it. Number two, dude, the FDA, oh, did you see the tweet? They listed a, snark, a snarky tweet. And you wonder why in the hell people don't trust you. So if this is a global, worldwide, earth-ending, shattering pandemic, do we really have time with the narrative that you push for a snarky tweet? Is that what you're going to use to convince people? Dude, you berate people, you lie about people. Again, you attack people because they didn't because t- they didn't buy into your nonsense. And this dude didn't do it. And the problem for you is he's fine. Yeah, it's bullshit. And and that's the thing too. Like you, if if this is the absolute, you know, just one in a lifetime or one in 10 lifetimes global pandemic that's just absolutely laying waste to any and everything in its path. Do we really, do we, do we really have time to, to make little snarky remarks like that? If we're, if we're honestly 
considering everyone's life and we would want the best for everyone, why would you not, why would someone like the, or an organization like the FDA not want people to take medicine, some kind of treatment that works? Because there's an ulterior motive exactly. and mostly money. That, you, But if, if I mean that's what I'm saying. If if this was if this is such a real threat, you would want any and everybody to take any medicine o- over the counter that they could get. And this guy, the the Gupta guy, like he's he's a neurosurgeon. He said, "Well, I, I didn't I didn't check into that. Like you wouldn't have to check into it. You're a doctor. You're a neurosurgeon. No. You knew. Well, I, then he knew did know about I, it because part of his doublespeak was that over a quarter billion people have taken it. And then Joe Rogan said it's over a billion. So, dude, you tried to to quantify it and then promote it." After you knew you were caught, first you tried to spin it and say that some people were taking the veterinary medication, but then you sang the praises of the drug that's meant, the the same thing that's meant for humans. So which one is it? See, you knew that it was safe, but then you started talking about their tweet, but prior to that, rather, you were talking about their tweet and everything else, doing what they've trained you to do. And one of the other messed up things is, dude, they're talking about this internal UV light technology that was in the developmental stages when Trump was still in the presidency. He mentioned it. And then they talked about, oh, he said drink bleach and like use UV light. The UV light is some kind of a, I don't know the technology, but it exists and it's real. And it's, again, in the developmental stages. But you guys turn, because you're not really interested in a medical answer. That's why you know this isn't scientific. And another reason you know it's not scientific, their narrative isn't scientific, is because, dude, if you're mandating all these hospitals, these nurses, like we talked about before, last week you're a hero. This week, if you don't have that, we're going to fire you. If this was this big, crazy pandemic, because we keep getting these accounts that these, these hospitals are packed to the gills. It's, oh my gosh, we can't get anybody in. People are dying of all these other ailments because we can't p- get people into the hospital because it's packed with COVID patients that aren't vaccinated. A lot of people have gone to those hospitals with video footage and proved that isn't true. You've got full wings shut down. They're not at maximum capacity. That's patently false. But if they were at maximum capacity, you can afford to fire these nurses because they refuse that shot. When nobody can find employees, this is, it's bullcrap. Like, your narrative, I'm not saying, like, so, and people try to conflate it. You don't think the virus is real. No, I think the virus is absolutely real. It was ma- manufactured in a Chinese laboratory. I don't think your narrative is real because you guys, as indi- indicated by this, are playing absolute games, child games, little, little petulant child games of spinning words and running your freaking mouths and being, being crappy and snarky. You know what I mean? And that's leftism. That's one of their main tactics. They, you think that snark, just like Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert and Don Lamone, all those, and, and the thing with Keith Olbermann, you think that, that animosity and snark equates to truth and quote-unquote science, and it doesn't. You guys get proven wrong. By, like, you talk trash on Joe Rogan constantly, and the guy freaking just made mincemeat out of your narrative, dude. You guys are clowns, man. Get out of my face with that garbage. If this virus is laying waste to people, you would want people to go out and seek some kind of treatment like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or you know any of the any of the treatments uh, listed above like you would just want people to sure to use yeah, any you kind of drug yeah you can beat this by eating skittles man eat skittles exactly who cares no but the pharmaceutical companies aren't going to make money with people eating skittles they want their cut they've invested a ton of money into this i think they invested wrong because the quote unquote science and technology that they've developed requires a, a consistent re-up of booster shots. It's a shell game, dude. So this next story kind of goes uh, right on top of what you were saying just a minute ago about people, 
having a shortage of workers, whether it be in the healthcare profession, the policing profession, I actually saw in Seattle, they were, they were talking about losing something like another quarter of their staff, uh, as far as the police force, um, all of, you know, these people just walking out or being fired, uh, based on their vaccination status. So, um, what we have up next is Ron Klain, which is, what's his title? The White House. Uh, is he chief of staff? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, the White House chief of staff, Ron Klain. He retweeted, um, I'm not sure, October the 13th, so whatever day that would have been, Wednesday. Most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, et cetera, are high-class problems. We wouldn't have to ha- to have had them if the unemployment rate was still 10%. We would have instead had much a much worse problem. So to call everything a high-class problem, mm-hmm. like the, what he's talking about is, you know, the supply chain and things like that. And, man, I could not disagree more. I, we talked about it before. Like, what what's going on right now is – the, the things that are, are hurting as far as gas prices and, and food and grocery bills and things like that that are going up, these supply chain problems, that's not a flat, that's not affecting high-class people. That's not affecting the, the, the upper echelon of, mm-hmm. of society. That's affecting middle-class people. Yeah. So, and uh, here's a clip of Jen Psaki uh, when she gets questioned about it. Not, uh, I'm not aware of any proposal for taxing cigarettes coming from here. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. Uh, White House Chief Staff Ron Klain retweeted a, a message yesterday, not once but twice, uh, that inflation and supply chain issues are high-class issues, but some of the sharpest price increases over the last month included products that every American buys, beef products, chicken, eggs, regular unleaded gasoline, uh, laundry equipment, furniture, clothing, the, the list goes on. Why would Ron Klain tweet that, and would you agree that that's a little bit tone deaf? Do you think two tweets means more? I'm just curious. Um, so just for context, what the what Ron Klain retweeted was a tweet from the former chairman of economic advisors, Jason Furman, where he said, for a full context, which I think is important, most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation supply chains, are high-class problems. What he went on to say is, we wouldn't have had them if unemployment rate was still 10%. We would instead have had a much worse problem. So I think the point here is, well, there are some critics who are saying, what some of these critics are saying uh, is, I don't, we don't know if they're saying that what they thought was great was when the unemployment rate was double what it is today or when people were locked in their homes and therefore gas prices were lower. We're at this point because the unemployment rate has come down and been cut in half because ga- because people are buying more goods, because people are traveling, and because demand is up and because the economy is turning back on. So Jason Furman, of course, is more than capable of speaking or tweeting for himself, obviously, and providing any additional context. But uh, what the point is here is that uh, is that we are at this point because we've made progress in the economy. And what would be worse, in our view, is if the unemployment rate was at 10 percent, people were out of work, hundreds of thousands of people were still dying of COVID, uh, and people weren't able to lose their homes. So that's the full context. And that's a much more eloquent way of putting it than the, the high class. So I've got a question for everyone here and everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Is 
because she said she claims that the economy is heating back up it's turning back on and i just want oh, america's back the adults are running stuff now and that's what i wonder ever i mean for everyone here and everyone listening just to look around and ask yourself is this something that looks like our economy does does this look like our economy is making a comeback I mean, does do well, the do the shelves at the grocery store? No. Do they, you know, do they do they back that claim up? Do the do the help wanted signs in your town back that claim up? I mean, do the the, the well, lack of groceries on the shelves, whatever, no, any no, does that no back way. that claim up? Well, it, reverso, your I mean, like the the things that are current at your job, you work for a manufacturer. Is is production halting? Be, because the, the economy is turning back on. Like, that doesn't even... I mean, no. I'm trying to compute. It's, hot, it's holding because we can't get stuff to make... And it seems What like were those it, dates you just shared with us before we started uh, the show? I believe it was... October? Said, no, no, no. No, no. December, December 6th to January the 4th. You're going to shut down. Nobody yeah, works. Nobody will be working. And this is a massive manufacturing facility. This is the lifeblood of the region that we we live in yeah. i mean that's one of the biggest and so so when you tell me things like the economy's heating back up because i know i can see it in my own town altered business hours empty shelves help wanted signs i have some inflation numbers here yeah to go that, along with that over last september uh gas up 42 percent bacon 19 percent beef 18 percent pork 13 percent eggs 13 <laughs> percent chicken eight percent Apples eight percent, electricity five percent, restaurant five percent, and they say electricity eleven percent. Yes, even I even more. yeah, I heard that the heating bill could possibly double over the winter. Used cars twenty four percent. Yeah, oh, yeah, goes on. cars are crazy. Yeah, and so, but don't that's and that's the thing too. Don't believe your lying eyes. Believe what we say. Yes, and and this administration in particular is very very bad about that, and so. But the thing is, you're talking about the employment, the unemployment rate. But what was the unemployment rate before, b- before the quote unquote pandemic? It was like four percent. Yeah, it was. At, it was at record lows. But see, one of the things that that she was, and I, I don't know if it's the same press conference, and I don't have this queued up either. But um, they were asking her about basically the same stuff, and she's saying about the increased cost and inflation that Americans don't care. They're not looking at year to year cost increases. Really, and so why was it back in the in the middle of summer on July Fourth when they championed the idea where we're, we're um, yeah where a hot dog was going to be a couple of cents yeah cheaper. they said you could save sixteen cents at a barbecue like yes what how disconnected are you people you this is and there you people are completely out of your element. Um, some people suspect, like the, you know, they're wrecking this on purpose, and you know, they she'd made At a this comment. Point, it kind of looks yeah. like it. I, I think they're extremely incompetent. I think they they they're more philosophical uh, in nature. I don't think they have the ability to lead. And so, but yeah, but there's some potential there that some of this could be done by design because philosophically, they 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 believe certain things uh, about our country that are they they think that. The, the foundational principles are negative. I mean, but at this point, it doesn't look like you could botch this much stuff up on accident. I mean, <laughs> there, there's, I mean, you've you've left a lot of things in your wake as far as people's livelihoods and things like that. I mean, just anything, and then just the class warfare and the that comes along with it. Yeah, I mean, it, then, yeah, that that's the thing that that I think gives a lot of credence to that idea is 
the their full fledged all out full court press assault on the social issues and the divisive the the divisiveness they create because uh, that that is very calculated. I think that's undeniable. But I think, like I said before, man, they're starting to turn back on the whole idea of defund the police and those things. Like I, and I think they're really reckless and short sighted in a lot of those things they rig socially. And so the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter summer, like with the, uh, St. George Kirby, that beautiful, infallible man that was basically the only other person that was born perfect besides Jesus Christ, George Kirby, when they had the... Just just you, just reverso? Okay. <laughs> Rex isn't a fan of those types of jokes. Totally a joke. <laughs> calm, calm down. But yeah, St. George uh, Kirby, whenever uh, St. George got Saint killed... George. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he's a saint, man. Like he he never he never sinned, Saint George Kirby. That's why it was such a travesty. The, the patron, that, you, or you're talking about the patron saint of passing off fake twenties, right? Uh, yeah. Well, he may so have held say a, the name that he's that everybody knows, just for the people that don't know who you're talking about. Listen, Nancy Pelosi, while pandering, referred to George Floyd as George Kirby, hence changing his name in my mind forever. St. George Kirby. Yeah, so well, light, I mean, if you lightning like, strike George Kirby. Yes, if you, you know, uh, St. Saint, pardon me, St. George Kirby. Uh, so, you know, but they, they, they tore the stuff out of, you know, all these cities over St. George Kirby. And so now they want to pump the brakes on that. But like you said, in Seattle, they're trying to dial all that back. And now they're offering incentives to hire more police <laughs> after you said you wanted to fund the police because of St. George Kirby. But the thing is, like, it, they don't have to do the full court press now on the defund the police because all of the vaccine and the, the, the divisiveness that's gone along with it has almost done their job for them because you've got, like, and, and I, I, think it's, I think I'm right in saying that it was Seattle talking about losing somewhere to the, to the tune of about 25%. It was 310. Uh, yeah, of, of their police force because they won't take the vaccine. So you can really kind of back off on the full court press as far as the 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 defund the police movement and things like that because and you we've talked about it on the show ad nauseum as far as united we stand divided we fall and the different classes and and sects and subsects of people that have been divided, you know, just down into almost a little pyramid and now the new thing is you know, your vaccination status, you know, it's not, you know, you've got male, female, you know, whatever color you are, your class, your social status, and now it's your vaccine status. vaccination status. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, on a side note, dude, and no button listeners, please don't steal my idea, but I think common man's common sense is going to make a t-shirt St. George Kirby. We'll just leave it St. George. And then we'll have like the gold casket, like but you have to put gold. the patron saint of yeah. counterfeit yes. bills. Like it's, well, it's no. got to have some like you gotta counter- have Saint George, and then these fake twenties. <laughs> no, because we're, we're <laughs> like, going to sell to everybody. And, so. and I can only imagine they were really poorly done twenties. Like they yeah. they weren't very good. Yeah, like they probably had Lincoln on them or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that we, uh, look I, in in the. Uh, principle of making as much money as possible i think that we need to increase our our um our client base yeah so it's going to be it'll be saint george a picture of saint george gold casket infallible perfect like just some of the some of the just some of his attributes yeah yeah honest beautifully and then on the back like a picture of him Integrity. holding a pregnant woman at gunpoint 
No, see, that's not what we want. Well, actually, no. The gangster element with the gangster element would like that, that would be on the back. Yeah, and say your truth. Yeah, that's the one I want. <laughs> yeah, your truth on the back with him holding a pregnant lady at gunpoint and just counterfeit twenties just all in the air. You know, just everywhere. I think we should really do this. It's it good. was my idea. Dirt, Come yeah. in, baby. <laughs> I can't believe you give, like, you say Obami as just an absolute, just being disrespectful sure. to, to Obami. And then you, Boudigay. Like, yeah. you pronounce that guy's name right? I, I just now, don't what, think that, I don't in think the I, world. I don't, yeah, you, and then you talk about George Kirby, and then you take Pete Boudigay. Like, whatever, whatever you call that guy. Reverso, where are you at, dude? He's breaking my balls. You don't like it? Are you a fan? Who cares how you pronounce his name? I think I have a picture of, um, this this guy that's got two kids. He's married to Shastine or whatever his name is, and they've got two kids. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't, don't. Chastity don't misgender Chastin. Chastin. Yeah, Chast. Don't, don't talk about Chastin Butiget like that. Whatever, yeah, Butiget. Like, dude, <laughs> I was. I are don't, you listen. serious with me right now? I like to to use the uh, perfect and most exact pronunciation of his last name as a signifier of absolute respect for the first gay mayor or whatever he was. <laughs> No, I, I don't have a clever. Uh, no, you team. sure don't. <laughs> Look, man, I never said I was a freaking comedian. I know, and you can't everybody even... expects me to bring the humor. That's what I'm here for. I've no, never that's even... why we have Reverso. Come on, Reverso, give us something right now. <laughs> Boom roasted. So, <laughs> I've never even heard anybody on the news calling Beauty J. So what do they call him? What do they call him? You should see his face when he's saying this. What do they call him? Yeah, he like the end of it is really soft, like like your hands. When you come up, like they're really soft, like your palms. Everybody knows that that the the massive majority bulk of humorous content on this show comes comes from from Reverso. Comes from me. So the thing is, dude, if if you feel that there's a need to fill in and make a, a, a a. and then somehow you ended up being the butt of this joke. <laughs> the butt, the butage of this joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have a clever name, I'll, I'll use it. But I mean, anything. I mean, but you, yeah. I'm, I just I'm thought, like, I thought that butage was the enough. I thought it was butt gig. Yeah, everybody uses it. I just don't think that one's that clever, man. Like, it's more clever than saying it the way it's supposed to be. I, it I think that it, it, it's perfectly acclimated to denote the level of homosexuality contained within him and his boyfriend's lives. I mean, it's beauty Jay, you can't, you can't get gayer than that. I think his name is enough of an insult the way it is. Like, that's what I think. I think it's a terrible name and it just sounds fruity. God bless. I'm having a hard time disagreeing with you now. I think you're freaking dude. Tell me that. Tell me the difference between these two names, beauty Jay and juicy fruit. They're the same thing. It's the same. There's not a difference. A difference. So, you know, and listen, I think that it's very important for people to know, listen, uh, Amazon buyer, I, we, we know for people, mainly you, I know that we're not professionals. We know we're not professionals. We are a bunch of clowns with regular jobs with zero preparation. My humor is freestyle. So suck it. <laughs> And if you want to debate or something like that, you can always call in. Yeah, or do your own podcast. And listen, we're not psycho. We're not going to keep dwelling on this for two years, maybe a year. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. In, Who maybe, knows? Maybe indefinitely. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, you can do your own podcast. You can make your own echo chamber. <laughs> Up next, we have everybody. Man, dude, Whippy. Whoopi, Whippy. This is Rex's favorite show, The View. And so uh, everybody's, well, I was going to say uh, crap bag. And then I saw Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Hillary Clinton. And so I have to just, because we're going to have so much to talk about after we play this. So they're they're going to, the, her answer is predicated on, obviously, a question. You don't ask a question. Like, they build it up. Like, so they build the narrative before they kick the, the, the question. So, obviously, based on lies, X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, th- this is Hillary Clinton's take on current events and what's going on. And, well, it's, it, this is kind of long, so I think it's like a minute 45, give or take. So, roll it. See here in person. Yes. Uh, we've got a lot of t- to talk about. And so, why don't... You just jump in. I'll jump right in here. Okay. (laughs) Secretary, now we know uh, from a new Senate report that Trump directly and repeatedly tried to pressure leaders at the DOJ to overturn his election (laughs) loss based on election fraud lies. Those attempts to delegitimize President Biden's win sowed enough doubt to incite the insurrection on January 6th. So how close do you think we came to a full constitutional crisis and how accountable do you think President Trump should be for that? You know, I think we not only came close to a full constitutional crisis, I think we're still in it. Yeah. Mm. And that gives me absolutely no satisfaction in saying this because I think we're at a very dangerous, continuing, high-level attack on the legitimacy of our government Mm -hmm. and the election of our president. And obviously, our former president uh, is not only behind it, he incited it, he encouraged it, and he continues to do so. And you have leaders of the Republican Party who have willingly gone along as though they're members of a cult, not a political party, but a cult. Uh, And their continuing attacks on the election, their refusal, refusal to say, you know what, we've counted these votes, it's over, we're going to move on, has sown so much doubt, and then you combine it with the disinformation network known as Facebook, and you've got a volatile mix. So, yeah, we are still in the midst of a concerted, well-funded effort to undermine uh, American democracy. And so, right off the rip, when you're talking about a well-funded attack on democracy— we can just automatically go to the Steele dossier and the money that, that you spent initially for the government and the bureaucratic, the entire system to waste millions and millions of dollars and how many years on a, a an absolute bona fide fake story about quote unquote Russian collusion. Not to mention the fact that you were sitting there saying for how long that the 20, 2016 election was stolen, making people question the legitimacy of the election. And, I could go on and on and on for hours about this. Like, the lie that there was election fraud, the election was stolen, with zero credence to literally thousands of sworn signed affidavits, perjury under the penalty of law. If these people are lying, prosecute them for lying. You should do that. Let's go that route. You're not going to do that. And we all know why you're not going to do that. And so the information continues to come out. What, the, to, In my mind, what this equates to, and I think 
the producer has a story that will correlate with this, but I think Joe Biden's numbers, I think he, there's some polling today, he's below 30% approval rating. It's around 28, according to some polls. Dude, you're talking record, historic low polling numbers, and they know they're screwed. And so you drag out this born loser, like this old, rotten, cackling, maniacally laughing and smiling and psychotic-looking freaking bag of crap. This is your. This is the person that's going to help you on this dumbass show. This is your plan, dude. You, you guys better plan on cheating a lot harder than you did the first time. Is all I can tell you. The setup uh, that this lady used, and I don't know her name because it's not worth knowing, but. When she says the election fraud lies, you know, which they were lies. So we're, we're just going to go ahead and throw that in there. The election fraud lies. Yeah. Um, which, again, who are you trying to convince, me or you? You keep saying this stuff like if you say it enough, people will believe it. And <clears throat> then you go on to call it an insurrection, which wasn't. Um, you can call it a riot at best. Um, it's not an insurrection. There's been zero people charged. Uh, with like any kind of weapons charges and things like that, like there there were no insurrections involved, like slung rifles, weapons, things like that, um, shots being fired. It was this, a constitutional crisis. Yeah, Hillary said so. So, and that's what. Yeah, that was my next point. She said this is a constitutional uh, constitutional crisis, and we're still in it. Mm-hmm. So, being as in, if we're still in it, we still need to take measures against all of these conservatives. Like, there's there's still measures that need to be taken. There's still steps that we need to do here. Like, these conservatives have still got us in a constitutional crisis. And that's, to, to kind of caveat what our produ- off of what our producer was saying, is, yeah, that's absolutely terminology that would be, be like, kind of dog whistle terminology to be used as things like, to, to erase your Second Amendment and things that they're using in the Build Back Better plan. Well, and your freedom of speech to, when they're referencing a shit book. You know what I mean? Yeah. and But even in like what in their Build Back Better plan, as far as letting the, uh, the IRS do surveillance on your bank accounts and things like that, these people want to know every aspect of your life, which is just another reason to get off Facebook uh, and things like that. But... They're, well, I, did what, I wonder how Mark Zuckerberg, after helping them win... And cheat. I wonder how he feels about the full fledged assault on. Which I think actually, I don't think that it's a full fledged assault on Facebook. I think it might turn some people off about Facebook. But all they wanting, all they're wanting to do is regulate Facebook. And I think that that the uh, when you're looking at the people that work for Facebook and the way they want to uh, quell conservative speech, you know, they get the they get the benefit of not being the complete bad guy because the government made them do it. Although they wanted to do it the entire time. But to say that we're in a constitutional crisis and it's still ongoing, I, I, I would agree. We have a, an installed president that wasn't duly elected. I, 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 look, and if you disagree with that, that's fine. But I think there's a, a mountain, an absolute mountain of growing evidence that indicates that outside of the normal everyday factors, as far as 19 of 21 bellwether states, Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, he won all three. And so 19 of 21 bellwether counties – like just the low-hanging fruit, the stuff that's easy to see, like the 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 most common factors that that determine who 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 would win, or historically who wins these wins the presidency. He won all of that. He won exponentially more counties than Barack Obama did, but this guy won. You know what I mean? And so 
Yeah, don't believe any of that. Believe what Hillary Clinton, who paid for the Steele dossier and has lied for her entire career, that still says that Donald Trump told people to inject bleach and that he said Nazis were very fine people. All those things were completely and demonstrably false. Let's believe that woman because you said it. Come on, man. And not like, come on, man. But she said it didn't give her any pleasure in saying it. Oh, God, of course not. Yeah, that's... Uh, that disclaimer definitely gave credence and to and, and bona fide uh, bona fides to her. What a dirt bat! I, I I will make the pilgrimage before I die to urinate on her grave. I don't care if I've got to launch a vial with a slingshot. My urine, <laughs> my urine will will smash against your headstone. You're a terrible person. You know what I mean? She's probably the worst person in humanity alive right now. She's top three, top five. What do you got, Reverso? Where does she rank on your list? I'd say top five. But she's still attempting to spread what little meager influence she has, and she went on on this show to say that she's still going to be involved in politics. Good. I love it. You're a born loser, dude. Like, you're damaged goods. You were never any count. Again, how many times did you run for the presidency and lost? She got primary by Barack Obama. Yeah. She got beat by Trump. You're junk. You're garbage, man. Well, just to go on and say, you know, how they – yeah, to quote her, how we, you know, we've counted and recounted the votes and things like that. Yep, we've been over this a ton of times. You're you're counting and recounting monopoly money. You're yes. you're counting and recounting fake, you know, fake counterfeit stuff. So that nah, that that doesn't. And then go as far as to t- say that the right is the one that's creating doubt. Yeah, like, doubt as far as what? Like that's that's. You people operate in the shadows. Well, for her to pass off, for, and, and for them as a whole, as, as a social movement, as a political party, everything they do is hinged on people's unwillingness to challenge their their belief system. So if you've traditionally voted Democrat, your parents voted Democrat will be one example. You don't want to look behind the curtain. Like You're not going to do extracurricular research to see that, hey, I wonder what, what they're saying they have evidence. I wonder what that evidence might look like. For an example, the videos in Detroit at the TCF Center of the people covering up the windows after kicking out Republican poll watchers, the 4 a.m. videos, multiple videos, mind you, of ballot vans coming into the TCF Center and unloading it through anywhere between 3 and 5 a.m. in the morning, after the counting was supposed to be halted. Videos from the State Farm Arena in Fulton County, Georgia, in Atlanta, of ballot boxes, again, poll watchers being kicked out, ballot boxes coming out from under tables and then scanning them multiple times. And and that's uh, not to mention the, the forensic audit that we just had and all, thousands of signed affidavits, the uh, postal workers, the one from Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, the the other one that drove ballots from New York to Pennsylvania. There was so much stuff, and that's just the stuff that people had the guts to come out and say. Ignore all of that. that don't look over here. Don't look at that. Because for, now, what for, does all that do? Does that instill you with confidence or doubt? Well, but th- that's the problem, though. The people that they're preaching to, they're trying to maintain their base and keep those people on the ranch. It's no different than uh, the, the, the uh, I can never remember that rap woman's name. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, there's, it's no different than they need, because Mi- Nicki Minaj has so much influence, they can't let her off the ranch to speak the truth. She can't say something like, make a medical decision for yourself. No, like you have to toe the line for us because that's that's what you're supposed to do as a, a as a black person. That's what they think. Just like here, these people can't do extracurricular research because you have to believe what Hillary Clinton's saying. 
And there's a lot of people that don't want to because they want to believe this for whatever reason. There's no objectivity. I want to know what the truth is no matter what. And if what she was saying was true, if, if, if everything, if the evidence indicated that what Hillary Clinton saying was true, then I would agree with her. But the evidence doesn't show that. The, the Historically, you and your husband are absolute grifting dirtbags, and your freaking husband is a total rapist. Who Again, another guy that hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. You're, un, you're completely unbelievable. No objective person with a brain that's intellectually honest would believe a word that comes out of this woman's mouth. Anybody that believes what she's saying is a moron. Amazon buyer. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but the thing is, these people know that I think by and large the, the gig is up. I, they're losing their sphere of influence. And so that's why they can't afford to let people like Nicki Minaj off the ranch because I even heard it as, it, this week that there's not a primetime show on CNN that's grossing more than an, a million views. Like, they, yeah. they know that they're losing their base, too. Yeah. Like, their sphere of influence is shrinking. And that's so why it, we've got more people that listen to us than watch CNN. Well, not only that, though, but, but Joe podcast Rogan... is at least twice the size of CNN. Joe Rogan's podcast legitimately is bigger, and a lot of YouTube channels are legitimately bigger. They have a bigger audience than CNN. And so that's one of the reasons they're trying to squash Facebook, squash free speech, because they want to dictate the narrative. And so... And that, on a side note, that was one of the most beautiful things about the way Trump utilized Twitter is because he circumvented their nonsense. But it's it's, it's apparent they're trying to squash that. But so uh, CNN knows how big Joe Rogan is. They know how much influence that Joe Rogan has. And I and, and to be fair, I, I think in a lot of aspects, Joe Rogan and, and I haven't watched a lot of him, but he seems to be in most aspects at least somewhat objective, more so than CNN. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And so Don Lamone comes out trying to spin the, the first video that we watched, try, trying to make excuses for and say that Joe Rogan was wrong. We don't have it queued up because they know what you're saying is true. They can't afford to keep hemorrhaging viewers. But, dude, if you keep lying, and when those people start to do the opposite of what I just, just outlined and start to question what you're saying, and then looking at objective truth, yes, your, your viewership will continue to drop just like Joe Biden's freaking poll numbers. This is, it's an absolute train wreck. And so I, I'm thankful that it, I, I want our country to succeed and I want our country to win. And so, you know, like they, people said with Barack Obama and even when some, some, some decent people when, uh, when Trump was elected, you know, I want, our, I want him to do good because our country does good. Joe Biden and this administration don't have the ability to do good. They don't like traditional America. Therefore, they can't succeed. They can't do good. I think they're incompetent. I think they're corrupt. I think they're malicious. And I don't want, they can't succeed. Like that, it does, it's not a matter of wanting them to succeed. It can't be done. You, I, think, I think it's a combination of corruption, ineptitude, and look at it, the, the Secretary of Transportation. So all these bad things are going on. And literally, like, think about this. It's like the Twilight Zone. The guy is, is sitting in a hospital bed with two infants and another gay man. And however they obtain these children, that, this guy's been off for a month getting paid on our dime while all this gets screwed up. And so that's what you get. Like, oh, well, we're going to hire this guy. We're going to put him in because he's a gay guy. And this is what you get when you just hire a gay guy for the sake of being gay. This is what your diversity got you. All this is screwed up. This guy's completely, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's why I don't think a lot of times it's malicious. This dude is incompetent. He's incapable and he's a nut bar. Like, it's just weird. What you're doing is odd. You're a sick weirdo adopting kids and having sex with another guy and doing the things that you do. 
you shouldn't be running anything. You shouldn't even be running a lemonade stand, much less being the, the Secretary of Transportation for the entire country. You're incompetent. You're an idiot. Here we have the Democrats. They're already worried about Trump running again in 24. So let's see what this clip. The 2020 election is still underway. We are in the midst of a rolling coup. Almost every day, Republicans pass more voter suppression laws. They purge more and more election officials, and they entrench the big lie that the election was stolen. Just check out this weekend. And the Republicans have to stay strong. You have to stay strong. You have to fight. Bring our country back. Do you feel that enough has been done for a free and fair election? for these congressional races in 2022? Yeah, we are making great improvements, and as you say, 18 states. But we're also being able to stop H.R. 1, where the Democrats would have greater control of our election, of what we could actually say uh, a speech czar, to make the Democrats have greater control when it comes to the Federal Election Commission. And these states is yep. where the rules need to change. We need to clean the rolls yep. up, like in Los Angeles. There's more than 1.2 million people on the rolls. That's more than who are old enough to actually register to vote. Are we going to follow what the Constitution says or not? I hope we get back to what the Constitution says, but clearly in a number of states, they didn't follow those legislatively. So you think rules. the election was so I, stolen? I, what I said is there are states that didn't follow their legislatively set rules. It's the words of GOP Congressman Steve Scalise there that are the most chilling to me. He's carefully foreshadowing what the GOP position is likely to be come 2024. Not just election fraud, but making sure that Republican state legislatures will have the power to pick each slate of presidential electors. Never mind voters and their pesky, you know, votes in a democracy. The Republicans want to unilaterally decide who runs the country. It's all about election subversion now. Does that not sound? That's exactly, exactly what they're doing. What they are doing. Yeah, and so yes. the the thing is, um, the the state government's job is to make sure the voter rolls are clean. Like that's and so you want to to keep everybody on there and not examine who's on there. Do they need to be? You don't want to examine anything. So to talk about free and fair elections in their minds, like what they want is everybody gets a a, a ballot in the mail, like. More malfeasance, more corruption, and more cheating. That's and it, it, it's so so apparent. It's but you're acting as if as if this the state legislatures and don't have the right to to do those things, and they do. It's the same reason. So they're trying to unilaterally unilaterally pick pick the president, no matter what the the will of the voters is, which is exactly what you did. But it's the same reason y'all are talking about packing the courts and abolishing the filibuster because you're trying to seize power and never freaking relinquish it. So who the hell are you to talk about what the state's legis state legislature should and shouldn't be able to do? Because it's just like when The View a few weeks ago was talking about cinema and mansion standing in the way of democracy because they were adhering to the will of their voters. That's the way that it's supposed to work. You guys hate democracy. You'll, you will chant this is what democracy looks like, but when quote-unquote democracy is, is actually working, the will of the people in that area by popular vote, so we don't want you to do this and their representative doesn't do that, then you don't like that. You hate democracy. Like, you guys want to rule as a dictatorship. You want whatever you say to happen. All the rules be damned, and that's what they're saying here. Scalise is saying that the state, legis the state legislatures didn't follow the rules. Governors didn't follow the rules. Attorney generals didn't follow the rules. All under the guise of COVID. Right. And so, dude, he's 
what what is he saying that's wrong? And so again, well, it's a pretty bold claim. Also, when you've got people like Gavin Newsom going on the books here, you know, in the last couple of weeks and putting vote by mail in permanently. Yes. Exactly. So to say that it's Republicans and the conservative movement and all that stuff that are, you know, staging a coup and, and altering election laws and things like that, no, that's, you know, yeah, and you're absolutely right. That is up to the states. That's, I mean, that's their job, their responsibility. But, I mean, to say that it's just conservatives doing it, no, he's, he's trying to do it to the, I mean, in my opinion, to the absolute detriment of a free and fair election. And, and, and did you catch where he said in LA they had more votes than actually registered voters? Oh, it's it's not surprising, dude. Yeah, there there was so crazy. so oh yeah. For well, sure. I mean, there's no telling because the people are leaving there in droves. So I'm sure. I mean, if and like what you were saying, if someone if if they die or if they move or something like it needs to be cleaned up. You don't need to just you know send a ballot to their the place that they last lived because the, no ballot, telling. The, the ballot will be returned by the post office yeah right no it's terrible dude lastly since we're talking about election fraud and th- this this worm here this is on the gateway pundit this is eric coomer um and so he well i'll just i'll just read it instead of trying to explain it myself exclusive coomer des- deposition release verifies antifa facebook post extreme left biased Eric Coomer is the former director of security and product strategy for Dominion Voting Systems after the 2020 election debacle where votes in at least five states had very suspicious results while running Dominion computer systems. Center-right journalists made common-sense observations that the results appeared rigged. One journalist who had infiltrated a conference call filled with Antifa-sympathizing callers remembered that on the call, Eric, quote, Eric from Dominion was going to ensure that Trump did not win re-election. I remember all these things transpiring, you know, at that time. And so this gives you kind of a, like, this is a little bit long, but this gives you the Eric Coomer for Dominion. This is going to get this, this article is long, but it's going to give you a full summation of what transpired. So bear with me because it's, it's, to me, it's fascinating stuff. And just, it's more of what we just talked about compiled together to see what they're actually doing, how these foot soldiers work. And well, I don't know that this guy would be a foot soldier. He was, I think he was probably somewhat of a, a key component. The mainstream media spent a year bullying and suppressing the thousands of eyewitnesses, filed affidavits, investigations, and proceeding meant to uncover the big fraud. Instead, they call, a specul- call all speculation as to what caused sleepy Joe Biden to make a magical 2 a.m. leap of hundreds of thousands of votes propelling him to victory, the, quote, big lie. Even internal Dominion whistleblowers, courageous people like Melissa Caroni, have come forward to document the election day suspicious actions and operations of Dominion. Eric Coomer decided to sue 15 organizations and people for defamation in his home state of Colorado. He claims to have been defamed by center-right journalists, allegedly saying he was tied to Antifa and that he helped rig the election against Trump. Coomer is the plaintiff in a variety of center-right media outlets, including the Gateway Pundit and separately Gateway Pundit publisher Jim Hoft or defendants. Coomer's limited deposition was taken on September 23, 2021, and the court acted on its own to seal the deposition without a hearing. The court's dramatically limited, I'm sorry, the court dramatically limited the subject matter of the scope and the duration of the deposition compared to the defendant's depositions. This was odd since no other deposition in the case was similarly sealed by the court letting the left write stories about those depositions and no party had asked for Coomer's deposition to be sealed. Primarily, the deposition verified many of the claims found in the fawning New York Times profile of Coomer. And so, 
the summary of that last paragraph is the court sealed his deposition when there was no request for it to be sealed, not the others and the, the left-wing media. So that would probably be people like Sidney Powell, I believe, is involved in this. They're, they showed all their depositions and, and analyzed those and picked those apart, but not this guy, not the defendant. I'm sorry, the plaintiff. Um, the deposition reveals Coomer's penchant for lying, such as when he authored an op-ed in the Denver Post misleading the public and stating, so what we have is a limited amount of what his deposition was, and stating that he did not have any social media accounts and that any Facebook circulating throughout the public were, quote, fabricated, pretending to be him, but not authored by him. Quote, I want to be very clear. I have no connection to the Antifa movement. I did not rig or influence the election, nor have I participated in any calls, demonstration, or other demonstrable activity related to any political party or social justice action group. Additionally, any posts on social media channels purporting to be me have also been fabricated. I do not have a Twitter account, and my Facebook account is not active. These individuals are impersonating me. However, in the deposition, he finally admits that he was the author of those Facebook messages all along. He had been lying the entire time. Most importantly, defendant Sidney Powell's lawyer, Barry Arrington, was able to pin down Dominion's Coomer and get him to admit that he had indeed written the following Facebook messages prior to the 2020 presidential election. Quote, if you are planning to vote for that autocratic, narcissistic, fascist asshat blowhard and his Christian jihadist VP pick, unfriend me now... Only an absolute effing idiot could ever vote for the windbag, F-tard, fascist, racist, F, no bull, S. I don't give a damn if you're a friend, family, or random acquaintance. Pull the level, mark an oval, touch a screen for that carnival barker, unfriend me now. Coomer then qualified his long rant against Trump by saying this about Dominion. These opinions are rational and completely my own. They are based in a reason and highly credible. Though they are not necessarily the thoughts of my employer, though if not, I should probably find another job. Who wants to work for complete morons? So by virtue of the fact that Coomer continued working at Dominion, it seems safe to say that Dominion generally shared Coomer's extreme anti-Trump beliefs. After the Facebook post began circulating throughout the internet, Coomer deleted at least 80 of his posts, later telling colleagues that he, quote, screwed up. When asked to clarify what he meant, why he could think he screwed up. He hedged and dodged and tap danced to avoid the obvious answer because he was the head of product strategy and security for voting systems in 28 presidential election states in 2020, including every swing state, and yet publicly posting vicious anti-Trump screeds, including the nastiest comments possible against Trump voters whom he called fascists. Coomer said of Trump voters prior to the election, you deserve nothing but contempt and they are absolute effing idiots. This extreme left... Zealot was the head of security for Dominion. There's more. Coomer tries to say he only screwed up because he allowed the political right to make him the, quote, perfect villain in his words from his personal beliefs, which he assures us had no bearing whatsoever in his professional capacity. Coomer reveals a lot about himself when he says midway through the deposition, they, they the defendants such as Gateway Pundit, can't imagine having an opinion and being in a position a supposed position, which I was not in, by the way, to try and affect a free and fair election. To them, 
I'm talking about your clients. To them, this is inconceivable. If they were in my position, they would. They would use every resource to exploit that. Why? Because I made some personal statements of a, per a personal political belief. I screwed up because I gave them fodder because they can twist that and use it to fundraise and continue this farce. That's where I screwed up, and it's a farce. Coomer is admitting that he was in position to affect the election. He hedges his admission, catching himself midway through, but his intent is clear. The left-wing nut job had the position and power to affect election results. And so, dude, he's, it goes on. So um, Dominion has been trying to silence these concerns and criticisms by separately suing everyone possible who might... Coomer, like his Antifa brethren, hates the police and celebrates their murder while simultaneously using the judiciary and law enforcement against his political opponents in litigation. Coomer refers to the police generally as MFing villains in the deposition. He repeatedly posts songs and song lyrics that praise cop killing. Coomer admits that he posted F the USA on his Facebook media. The person who is the head of security for the largest national voting system had regularly expressed the most toxic and extreme left views possible. Coomer admits that he only meant to share these views with his 300 Facebook friends by setting his account to private. Later when he realized his posts were being reported upon by center-right journalist Joe Altman, he deleted some 80-plus posts. The deposition, Coomer is unable to define common words, Antifa or national news, satire, satirical journalists, hate, often, or purporting. These are common bad faith tactics to run out the clock on depositions. And he went on to talk about some of The guy's got some satanic tattoos. He was a neo-Nazi at one point, according to him. And so... When, when these people are sitting there saying there's no fraud and a coup and all these different things, the head of security, so that election equipment was used in 28 states. Do you think that all that— All swing states. Yes. Do you believe that that guy had a fair election in his mind, like in his best interest? Do you think that he wanted, wanted Donald Trump to win and that he would not cheat if he thought he could get away with it? No, you and you can tell that by the, the first part of that article when he was lying. Like, no, those were not, I did not have a Twitter account. I did not have a Facebook account. And only when you get caught do you own up. No. Yeah, I did say those things. And same with any kind of election fraud. You'll absolutely lie until you get caught. Yeah. And with the administration and, and the amount of, the amount of not investigating that they're doing and allowing to be done. Like, no, this guy won't own up to anything. Like, you're you're a liar. So, I mean, you're... And he was talking about people <clears throat> getting a hold of his, his accounts and twisting his words. I don't really know that anybody needs to twist your words no. to make them sound any worse than they they already are. Like, the, the things that you were saying were absolutely, you know, heinous things about uh, the real true president and all of his voters. And not only that, though, like you said, if you have a pattern of dishonesty, which all indications show that you do, you lied, you said that people were impersonating you and they weren't. So not only did you say they weren't yours, you're saying that people were impersonating you. So that's extending that lie and changing it into something even worse. Like, it wasn't just d denying it. Well, why is it, you know, it's under your name with your pictures and your information. Oh, somebody's impersonating me. Why would a person that's that, that, that is dishonest in that capacity because they had something to hide? What is it that you had to hide? Fraud. And so I think, and I think that. that and him, why would anybody want to impersonate you anyway? Yeah, like it, you're well, like of you, some importance. Well, I, mean, I, I think that, that, that just like you said, his, his insinuation that someone would impersonate him was to make him look, he said that, to make him look bad for political purposes. No. No, people just want to know what the truth is, dude, and you're lying. You're standing in the way of the truth. By being deceitful and lying. Again, you're covered in satanic tattoos. You're a freaking wacko, dude. F the USA. You're 
so you're head of security for a voting system posting F the USA, and that's admittedly your post. Why on earth isn't this dude freaking canned? Yeah, canned. That's it. Take them on, take them on, 